0: Are you guys ready for the word today? Amen, amen. The title of the message today is The Need That You Need. The Need That You Need. If you look at, when we talk about the subject of prayer, when Jesus was leading his disciples, they saw how he prayed. And they, they said to him, would you, Lord, would you please teach us how to pray. Teach us to pray like you pray. Came to pass Luke 11, 1, as he was praying in a certain place, when he sees that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he responds both in Luke, and we see it here in Matthew. I'm going to look at Matthew 6, 9 through 13. And maybe we could just say this out loud together. You know, most of us know the Lord's Prayer, but he responded by giving them this model prayer. Let's let's read that out loud together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 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 So, when there's, so we're talking about praying through uh, what Jesus modeled for us to pray. Uh, When it comes to prayer, there are different types of needs. There was a church that Jesus later on corrected. Because they got to a place of, of complacency and they actually were saying among themselves these words. And Jesus heard them because he addressed it. They were saying to themselves, I don't need anything. I don't need anything. They thought that they had everything. And let's take a look at that. Revelation chapter 3 verse 14 Through 17, write this letter to the angel of the church in Laodicea. This is the message from the one who is the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's new creation. I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other, Jesus says. But since you are lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say, Here it is, I'm rich. I have everything I want, and here it is. I don't need a thing. And don't you realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked? How could you be miserable if you got everything? And notice that their their consistency of, of spirituality was of mediocrity and staleness, lukewarmness, is directly related to their need of nothing. So as so many Christians are living what I would consider dull, boring, unfulfilled lives because their will has not been surrendered to God's will. When you're living for yourself and you're living for your will, then it's all about you, it's all about me and what I can get and my needs. God, when I pray, it's about what I need. But when you shift gears to God's will, then your need changes. And it is the need that you and I need is to switch gears and get on God's program. Because when you get on God's program, everything changes. Everything. And your needs change from just your little world to a whole grander scheme of things. Because now you're dealing with God and what he wants in this world and you really have got to have some miracles happen if you want to to see God move in this world and have his will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Can somebody say amen? amen? So God is big and his will is big for your life. Your will... You may think it's big, but it's puny compared to God's will for your life. And it requires something for you that you can only do through total dependence on him. So I've got five things that I want to go over today. Five things about need and prayer. And the first one is you need more of the right kind of need. You need more of the... You're saying, Pastor, you tell me that I have... I, I mean, all the needs I have, you're telling me I need, I need more needs? Yes, the, the God kind of need. You need more of the right kind of need. And, and the supply is promised to the right kind of need. Philippians 4.19 says, we quote it often, but my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So having more need, the God kind of need, means that we reach more people and God promises to supply that need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If you take away the need, then you take away the, you don't really need the supply anymore. You see what you see, the mission that God has us on has needs associated with it, but you take the mission out you take God's will out, then there's no longer a need for that supply. And that's why he's addressing the church in Laodicea who says, I don't need anything. Wait, what? Think about it. They're saying we've got it all. That means they weren't on mission. That means they weren't thinking about other people. They weren't thinking about the gospel and going out and sharing their faith and getting out of the walls and going out and and being a witness for Jesus Christ. They were self-consumed, and because of that, they said, we don't need anything. And I really believe American Christianity has been doing this for a long time. And because of it, we're not on fire. We haven't been on fire we haven't seen the revival that we want because of the inward thing and the need the need-based prayer on personal instead of god will prayers and so need isn't a bad thing but bad need is need that comes out of greed remember james says this james puts this in perspective james 4:3 you ask And you don't receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. How many of us have been praying for something of a personal need that had nothing to do with the will of God and we were praying for decades for that, you know, brand new car? Oh, God, I've been praying for so long for that brand new whatever it is. And delay, 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 and, you know... Sometimes God just keeps things away from us because he knows what we would do if we, had, if we had them. But have you ever noticed how quickly prayers are answered when you get onto his program and you step into the need of the gospel and then all of a sudden you start praying and then all of a sudden things, boom, 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 boom things start happening. That's what I'm talking about today. We need more of the right kind of need. There's a flow of provision that comes with vision. Vision of God's heart and his will. So more of the, of the right kind of need. And then the second one is the bigger the need, the bigger the supply. The right kind of need will attract the supernatural supply of God. One of uh, I, I saw a, a really great movie that you might want to check out. It's uh, um. Actually called Mother Teresa. I, I saw it on uh, Amazon Prime. When I saw it, it was free. Now you can rent it for a couple bucks. It was, but when you're looking at the movies, look for Mother Teresa, uh, 2018. Uh, very very well done movie about her life. But I, I, I was, it was amazing to me that Jesus. She said Jesus told her to go to the poorest part of in a, of India and Calcutta, because of her listening to what Jesus told her to do, she made a lot of people upset, including the Catholic Church that did not want her to go on some kind of mission trip like this. And there were people in India that did not want her to come there. You know, talk about, I mean, desperation and need and poverty, and they didn't want her to come there. But she knew that Jesus had called her to do this, and so she put herself in one of the most needy places in the world. You would think that, well, you know, that would be a real big struggle if you put your place, your, yourself in that kind of a, of a need environment where there's nothing. But as soon as she did what God called her to do, to care for the poor in Calcutta, God began to move and they show this in the, in the movie. It is amazing. People would show up at her door. Businessmen, millionaires would fly out to her and write her checks for a million dollars, uh, all because she was right in the center of need that needed supply because it was in the mission. So the supply was great, and it expanded, and... Um, At one time, Mother Teresa came to New York and met with uh, the mayor there, and he asked her if there was anything that she needed that he could help with. And she uh, said, we need a building, and he uh, asked when she needed it, and she, uh, uh, thinking that she would say maybe about two months, we could probably put this together for her. And she said, I need it in two days. And in two days, she had her building. So... God was moving. God was moving for her. So where God is moving and calling us to go, there is no lack. There is, however, lack in the wrong kind of need. So the bigger the need, the bigger the supply. All right, and then the third one is, God knows your need even before you ask him. Matthew 6, 8 For your father knows the things that you have need of before you ask him. God is ready to work on your behalf. And with the God kind of need, there are things that he's already doing behind the scenes to make provision for his will for your life. Isn't that wonderful? He's already moving. He's already setting things in order. And when you decide to get on his program, then it's already in store, ready to go For you, provision for the vision. Another great example of this to me is uh, Tommy Barnett. He started the Dream Center, and uh, that was in uh, Arizona. And and then he brought the Dream Center to Los Angeles with his son, Matthew Barnett. And I used to go on Thursdays when I was at Church on the Way, I would go, I, I would serve because I was on staff there. I would serve the kids on Wednesdays and Sundays. but uh, I wanted to receive something as well, because a lot of times you can't go uh, to service when you're on staff like that, but they you know told us you must you know must go to service, and I did because they had multiple services on Sunday. I made that a priority. But on the midweek, I couldn't go. So what I did was I would drive down to Angeles Temple on Thursday because they had their midweek service on Thursday. Uh, and uh, I would uh, attend the service. It was an awesome service. And they would fly in a guest speaker every Thursday uh, to speak. Well, they also flew in. Matthew flew in Tommy Barnett every Thursday for one reason, from Arizona to Los Angeles. Every Thursday, he'd get on a plane and fly in to do one thing, to do the offering for the Dream Center. And... Every time I drove to that service, you know, it's a good half hour, 45 minutes to get there. I would say to myself, when Pastor Tommy gives the offering, I will not give this time because I do every time he says something about the Dream Center, I give. And so this time I will not give. I got, got to that point. So he's talking and we've got all these buses and we're bringing people in by the thousands and you can do this, come on, we can do this. And like, ah, here we go. Yes, I'm gonna give because I couldn't stand it. I wanted to be a part of what's happening there with people coming in by the busloads to get saved and have their life changed and people getting off drugs and addictions there at the Dream Center. Huge hospital that they took over floors and floors, and people could come there and get restored and get delivered and taught the word of God. Wonderful, wonderful place. And I couldn't help but give. And that's because he put himself in God's will and put himself right there in the need. And there's the supply. There's the supply. First Corinthians 2.9 uh, says, Eye has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered to the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. He's prepared provision for you on the move of the mission and the flow of God's will for your life. Amen. And I'll say this, it's not just you, it's all of us collectively together on the mission. And then... The fourth one is you need to know what your need is. When you get to a place where all your needs are met, it can be a very dangerous place. We talked about that with Laodicea. I don't need a thing. A needless life is a very unproductive life, a meaningless life, a mediocre life. If your need is always the push and grab to get out of life what you can get for yourself, and have no more need, how miserable is that? And you know, you've watched the stars and the, the people who have pursued it all and come up empty and had nothing of just emptiness, even though they had it all, uh, because that's not where we are fulfilled. But place yourself where people are hurting and hungry and desperate, then everything changes. And it could be that the prayers that they are praying for could be answered through you by you meeting the need. And, and listen to this. In your own prayer life, the things that you pray for may be answered a whole lot faster if you're on God's program and coming out of yourself into uh, what God wants for your life. I've been surprised. I shouldn't be surprised, but I have been amazed over the years how quickly God has answered prayer when we first even moved to the church. When we moved into this building, we wanted to get a bounce house for the kids. And the guy that was uh, the contractor that was doing the work on the building before we moved in, I was talking with him and uh, I, I said, what, what kind of work have you done? And, you know, I'm getting to know him. And he said, I've done, he said, I've done construction, and we actually own a, a bounce house company. I said, oh, that's interesting. I said, uh, we're actually looking for a bounce house right now. And he goes, oh, well, how much are you looking to spend? And I said, you know, knowing my budget at the time, because we were just moving in, I said, oh, probably about $5, you know, and, th- and they're, you know, they're $1,200, $2,000, and he goes, five dollars, huh? <laughs> and I go, yeah, he, he, he owned the company that uh, the construction company. And he goes, OK, well, he goes, um, I tell you what, let me see what we can do, because because I have an older one that uh, I might be able to give you for five dollars. So um, sure enough, they brought in the bounce house and he gave it to us and we had we used that for years. And then eventually uh, God through another connection, we rented more bounce houses for Easter. And the guy that owned that company was a believer. I didn't even know he was a believer. I got to talking with him and I said, yeah, we're looking for a new bounce house. And he goes, all right. And next thing you know, we're cutting him a check for a a very nice bounce house. The one that we have now that was only a a few hundred dollars. I want to say it's probably $500 and it's well over, um, you know, a a thousand to $2,000. The van, the church van that we have, we prayed for it. Two months later, it was sitting in our parking lot. I was sitting with the guy that I prayed for with it, and we were amazed. The piano here, we uh, our worship leader said, Hey, can we ask God for a baby grand piano? Two months later, that piano was sitting in our, our church. And then later on, we had a, a player for it. Now we're believing God for an, another um, piano player if you're interested. Another big breakthrough in our church was... When we decided, we were giving about $25 a month to start out with to uh, the International Christian Embassy in Jerusalem. It's the largest pro-Jewish Israel ministry in the world. And they have helped thousands and thousands of Jews migrate back home to the Holy Land from all over the world. Uh, to, initially, we're giving $25. Then... As we were praying in the church council, we felt led to give 1% of our income to that ministry. And the, the moment that we made that decision, I mean, if you, I, I'm not kidding, if you look at our books, you know, God says, I will bless those who bless you, talking about Israel. The moment that we began to do that, we, we had a marked increase in our income. Why? Because God is devoted, especially in these last days in fulfilling his word, to bringing his ancient chosen people back to the Holy Land. So if you get in on his program where the need is and you say, hey, we want to be a part of that, Lord, then he's all, okay. If, if you're going to be a part of that, then I need to bless you to make that flow. And do you, see, do you, do you follow what I'm saying today? With getting, on, getting on God's program, same as with tithes and offerings, all of it. You get into his program, and boom, things start to, to happen and, and to move because he is committed to the mission. So allow the Holy Spirit to refine your prayers, then, then bring those to the Father and watch him work. And you can say, well, you know, look, Holy Spirit, where am I missing it when I'm praying? Is it always just about me and what my needs are? Or am I praying about... The mission? Am I praying about what you're doing in this world and how I can be a part of it? And when I get into it, then my whole prayer life changes. Amen. Amen. So know what your need is. And then the last one is pray first, then find a need and fill it. Pray first, then find a need and fill it. Does somebody need you? Does someone depend on you? If not, find a need in someone and be the answer to their need. What about church? Someone needs you here every Sunday, and if they don't need you, then maybe you need to get into the the flow of the program where if you're missed, then they know it, then we know it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we... We are welcoming, we are inviting, and we want our guests to come and enjoy, enjoy the service. But there's a child that needs you to play with them. There's a guest that needs you to greet them. There's someone who needs you to pray for them. There's someone who maybe just needs you to listen. And when you're here every week consistently, then they know it and you are needed and it, what a beautiful thing that is. And when that person, for some reason, can't be here on that, that Sunday, we feel it. We feel it, right? Amen. So have you got to the place here at church where if you're not here on a Sunday, it's felt? Do you carry responsibility here on Sunday because you're a part of the answer to the need? Amen. Amen. This is a picture of something my daughter was working on during the week. She's big on these um, the rainbow loom. They're little rubber bands that you put on a loom, and she's been watching YouTube videos because she said, this is, Mama doesn't know how to do this part, So I'm gonna go, so we go on YouTube Kids, and we watch these things together, and she'll work for hours on these things. It's just amazing, but this is the first one that she did. And one of the little rubber bands, if you can see it on the right, one of the little rubber bands broke while she had it in the loom. And she, she said, oh, man, you know, because she had done so much work. And I said, I said, oh, honey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I said, that little piece, that's not going to make any difference. You know, we can, you know, we just pull that out and, you know, it won't make any difference. So she finished the whole thing, pulled it out, and this is what it looked like. That little rubber band. I said, was that? Tell me something. Was it that little rubber band that was holding all that side together that pulled all that apart? And she said, yes. And then it dawned on me, this is what we're talking about today. If you're here, you're helping to hold everything together of what's happening here in the ministry life of the church. If you're not there Or it's not happening. Look what happens. It begins to unravel and fall apart. Every person is needed in the body of Christ. Listen, you carry with you something of Jesus. inside. We're known as the body of Christ. So you carry Jesus within you. And when we come together, we know it. Because you're carrying those gifts with you and things with you that are that only you can bring because of Jesus inside of you. That's why I encourage people to go through Growth Track to join what we call the Dream Team because we're gearing up, folks. We are gearing up to reach out to people again. Because for the last couple of years, we have been more inward and in uh, with COVID damage control, and how can we get through this? And I'm, you know, and and I'm believing God. We're coming. We're coming out of this. I I called this a year of hope. Come on, let's do this, Lord. Yes, let's get out of this thing. But I want to tell you, I feel a sense of excitement about gearing up again to reaching out. And with that, it 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 needs preparation because we can't just do we can't just do this and have people come in, and not have people in their positions to minister. And so that's why we're doing Growth Track, and I encourage you to get on it. We're going to be actually revisiting those that, you, that went through Growth Track, and looking over what your gifts and personality blessings are, and maybe giving you a phone call, reconnecting you to, to doing ministry again. So... Don't be surprised if, oh, there's Pastor Pastor Roberts calling me. Here it comes. Have you noticed this about getting into the need that you need? Have you noticed that when you start to bless somebody else in what they need, that many times God takes care of the thing that you needed? It could be any number of things. Maybe, you know, the very thing. I've had that happen many times that where I was giving out of something that I needed and then God bless me back. I always tell people when you decide that you wanna get in on God's program and get on the mission, that he will deposit something inside of you because of that commitment. And it is so true. I have seen that over and over and over again. There's some people here or maybe watching online and your need is that you need a savior in your life. You need Jesus in your life. And you may be tuning in or here and hearing this for the first time and not fully understanding everything, but I'll tell you this, that your greatest need, bottom line, is to invite Jesus to come into your heart, to come into your life. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. And so if that's you, if we could just close our eyes If that's you today and you say, Pastor, I need, I need Jesus in my life and I need him to come into my life today. Or maybe you're here and you want to give your life to Jesus again and rededicate your life to Jesus. Then you do that today. But if that's you or you're watching online with everyone else's eyes closed, if that's you, just look up at me. And by looking up at me, you're saying, Pastor Robert, today's the day that I'm back in, amen, amen, I agree with you. I agree with you as well. We're back in, we're, we're accepting Christ, we're moving forward with him, yes, I agree, all the way with Jesus.